welcome to my library. I hope you all are having a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. For me, it's the morning and it's been going pretty good. I have a little coffee here and I've been sipping on and I'm really excited for today's episode where I will be giving you book recommendations based on Speak Now, Taylor's version's Vault Tracks. She just released Speak Now, Taylor's version, and with that, she also came out with six new songs that have never been heard before, and they are all amazing. Castle's Crumbling is my personal favorite. It fits the Archer, This Is Me Trying, Mirror Ball, Nothing New, You're On Your Own Kid, which I mean, all of those songs are like personally about me, so I love it. And now add Castles Crumbling to that list of songs written about Britney. And it just, I love adding new songs that were written for me, so I love that. But yeah, I am super excited to share this episode. I've done a lot of work into thinking of which books go with which songs and everything, and I'm excited to share. So let's get into it. First, my current read right now is The Ashes and the Star-Cursed King by Carissa Broadbent. This is the second book in the Crowns of um, Nyaxia series, and I am loving it. I really enjoyed the first book of the series, and in between these two big books, there's like a novella that you're supposed to read, and I just finished that yesterday, so that was really good, and I'm just excited to see like where the series goes it's about vampires and um it's kind of like reminded me of the hunger games and all of those like dystopian books where like there's like a trial or like a you know hunger games there's like the trial of the games and then whoever comes out on top is like the victor this one was kind of similar and now like the book left on such a huge cliffhanger and I'm excited to keep reading this one. Um, I just started it so yeah I'm very excited for Ashes and the Star Cursed King. So I will I'm excited to tell you all about it at the end of the month but I feel like I'm finally out of my book slump and I'm so thankful for that. I'm starting to feel like myself again and I'm enjoying, like, reading again. So, yeah. But let's get into today's episode. First, I kind of wanted to explain, like, why Taylor Swift is releasing, re-releasing her albums. Because this is the third Taylor's version album that has come out since, um, like, since, um, I think her first Taylor's version album was fearless and I think that came out in 2021 and then she put out red Taylor's version and now speak now Taylor's version but I kind of wanted to get a history of why she's doing this because I feel like some people don't understand and they can kind of judge based on something they don't understand so this is why basically she's re-releasing her albums 
So in 2005, Taylor Swift signed with a record label called Big Machine Records. She released her first six albums with that record label. Then in 2018, she left that record um, company and signed a new contract with Republic Records. And this was kind of like, I don't know if this is her kind of quote unquote own record label or whatever, but now she's kind of an independent artist. And she has released her last four albums through this record label. But right but right after she released her first like solo artist um, record, Lover, this man named Scooter Braun, he bought the rights to Taylor Swift's first six albums. He bought the rights to the songs, he gets the credit, he gets all of the royalties, he legally owns them. She doesn't get any royalties or credit for those first six albums, and she didn't know that her albums were being sold. Her music, like, she didn't know that this was happening, this had happened, until the public knew. So she found out with all of us, and she lost all of her albums, her music that she wrote. Like, all of her albums are self-written albums. She wrote them by herself. Speak Now is an entirely self-written album. She, there's no other co-writers, nothing. She wrote that album by herself. And her other albums, she's had, you know, some help, some co-writers. But, like, she's been the main force, the main drive, the main writer of all of her songs that she has been writing since she was, like, 15 years old. And she lost all of them. So she made a deal, and now she has to, like, wait a certain period of time for each album before she is allowed to re-record, reproduce, and then release it under Taylor's version. She lost her music, but she's fighting to get it back, and that's why we only listen to Taylor's version and why we are, as her fans, trying to help her get her music back. Because of that, Speak Now, Taylor's version has just come out, and it's amazing. It's so cool to hear her redo the songs and she just sounds so amazing it's very bittersweet to listen to these songs again and in her like mature voice like singing these songs of like really big heartbreak and like these really sad topics that she wrote about when she was like so young and now her revisiting them and like hearing it in her mature voice when she's a lot older and I heard this person on TikTok asking why people were so excited about this new slash old album coming out. And somebody responded with, how many times do you wish you could have watched that movie for the first time again or read that book for the first time again? Like, I'm always saying, I wish I could read this book for the first time again. Like, what would I do to be able to experience this book for the first time again or whatever like us being able to listen to songs for the first time again and it's a special thing that Taylor Swift is doing for her fans is not just putting out the album again but also giving us more music videos vault tracks that have never been heard 
or released before, and she's doing incredibly amazing work. And we get to hear these songs for the first time again. And that is what makes it so special and so big. And I just really like that she's able to reclaim her music and get the credit that she deserves because she deserves it. This has been her whole life's work. And somebody just took that away from her in a blink of an eye. And she just kind of lost everything and now she gets to reclaim them back so let's get into the episode these six new vault tracks that have never been heard before and let's give some book recommendations the first vault track on the album is called electric love featuring fallout boy and this song is about somebody scared to fall in love again that either this love will mend their heart or break it again. The beginning lyrics and the chorus says, Got a history of stories ending sadly, still hoping that the fire won't burn me. Just one time, just one time. All I know is this could either break my heart or bring it back to life. Got a feeling your electric touch could fill this ghost town up with life. And I want you now, want to need you forever in this heat of your electric touch. And this song reminds me of two different books. One is Shatter Me by Tahara Mafi. And this reminds me of the Shatter Me series because our main character, Juliet, has this power where she, if she touches somebody, then like her, her skin is poison. And if she'll accidentally kill people if she touches them. So she has to be really careful. And she's been inside this prison for many years she was abandoned by her family and she finally gets broken out of this prison by this boy named Jack and she is also like she also finds out that the son of the dictator of their like world he has been obsessed with her And his name is Warner. And it turns out that Jack and Warner are somehow immune to Juliet's touch. And they both fall in love with her. But she's been burned before. She kind of figures out that, like, Jack and Warner just kind of want to use her for her powers. And so she has a lot of trust issues with, like, do you really care about me? Or do you just care about what I can do? And, um... She just thinks, like, will this work out? She thinks it's too good to be true, which reminds me of this song. And then the other book that this reminds me of is Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. And this is about a woman who goes to this small town to rescue her sister. Um, And she's kind of escaping, like, her own past. Her name is Naomi. And it turns out that Naomi's sister had just abandoned her own daughter. And now, like, Naomi didn't know that she had a niece to begin with. And now she's stuck with her niece in this small town where people think she's her sister because they're identical twins. And she has to kind of be like, no, I'm her twin. I'm not her. My name's Naomi. She's not me. I'm not her. Um, And... She kind of has to figure out, like, what to do with her niece. 
And this man, Knox, he owns like a lot of businesses in the town. And he kind of sees that Naomi needs help. So he offers her a, the house, like one of the houses on his property. And um, yeah, then they kind of fall in love. And Naomi is always running away from her problems. She's been brutally burned by people in her past, like her parents, her sister, her ex-fiance that she was running away from. And she doesn't know if she can trust Knox. And the story kind of goes on from there. And there's a lot of issues with Knox. Like, this wasn't my favorite book. I felt like Knox had a lot of issues that, like, were kind of irritating to, like, read about. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't, like, that good. But the um, the lyrics say, All I know is either this could break my heart or bring it back to life. Got a feeling your electric touch could fill this ghost town up with life. And I want you now, want to need you forever in the heat of your electric touch. I was thinking just one time, maybe the stars align and maybe I call you mine. And you won't need space or string me along while you decide and just one time maybe the moment's right it's 805 and I see two headlights and um, I just think it fits so perfectly with both of these books the electric touch kind of literally with Juliet in Shatter Me and then just kind of like wishing that she could trust somebody and same with Naomi so that was the first song and the next song is called When Emma Falls in Love. And this is about Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Emma Stone and Taylor Swift are besties. And um, she wrote this song while Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were filming Spider-Man. And so, yeah, she wrote this song about them. It says, one of, I think the chorus says, Like if Cleopatra grew up in a small town and all the bad boys would be good boys if they only had a chance to love her. And to tell you the truth, sometimes I wish I was her. When Emma falls in love, it's all on her face, hangs in the air like stars in outer space. When Emma falls in love, she disappears, and we all just laugh after seeing it all these years. This reminded me also of two books. The first one is Mile High by Liz Tom Ford. This is about a girl named Stevie who works for a hockey team as a flight attendant and flies to all of their games with them, and she loves her work, but there's this boy on the hockey team, and his name is Xanders, who is known to be, like, a huge playboy. He's very irresponsible. He, like, just kind of is a reckless guy. Um, but then they start falling in love, and Stevie is this happy-go-lucky girl with her head in the clouds. She loves dogs and her family. Well, she loves her brothers, um, but she cares deeply about others. And then, I don't know, I just kind of felt like Stevie is Emma, Emma is Stevie, and it's so cute. Another part of the song is... She won't lose herself in love the way I did, because she'll call you out, she'll put you in her your place. When Emma falls in love, I'm learning. Emma met a boy with eyes like a man. Turns out her heart fits in the palm of his hand. Now he'll be her shelter when it rains. Little does he know his whole world about to change. And um, 
this is like Xanders is trying to get a new contract with the team and he's coming into a conflict of like who he truly is on the inside and then who the media thinks he should be and he doesn't really want to be the reckless guy anymore he wants a family he kind of is starting to want like he just wants to be with Stevie but there's a lot of outside forces weighing in on him and his whole world's about to change because he doesn't know what's coming next will he get signed to the team again or will what he's trying to change about himself lose him his only opportunity um i said this reminded me of two books also um that's a lie i could only find this one so sorry about that um but the next song is i can see you and this is a spicy song for speak now taylor i can see why this didn't make it on the album i feel like mama swift would was like that's a good song but no no thank you not on this album but it can arguably it is arguably one of the best songs on the vault tracks and one of the best vault track songs that i have heard in general out of all of them from the three albums that are out right now but the book reminded me of um or the book that reminded me of this song is fourth wing by rebecca yaros i just finished this book and it was absolutely amazing five stars i can't wait to talk about it and this song reminds me of forbidden romance enemies to lovers kind of situation and that's what it was with fourth wing the song starts with you brushed past me in the hallway and you don't think i can see you do you i've been watching you for ages and I spend my life trying not to feel it. But what would you do if I went to touch you now? What would you do if they never found us out? What would you do if we never made a sound? Even though this book has a major slow burn in fourth wing, the like this song just goes perfectly between the tension of the main characters. I don't want to spoil it, but oh my goodness, like, you just have to read it, like, read this book, it's so good, but just, like, the, um, like, they shouldn't really be together, there's multiple reasons why they shouldn't really be together, but they just have this, like, connection that they, like, literally can't control, that's literally, like, not about them, so, like, they're tied together through some, like, invisible forces, and they can't help but just like be attracted to each other at the same time and it's just it's so good like the tension is very palpable they're just like they're denying the feelings they have for each other and there's this part of this song um it says and we kept everything professional but something's changed it's something i like they keep watchful eyes on us so it's best we move past and keep quiet you won't believe half the things I see inside my head. Wait till you see half the things that haven't happened yet. And the chorus says, because I can see you waiting down the hall for me, and I can see you up against a wall with me. And what would you do, baby, if you only knew? Um, yeah, like, I don't know. It just, especially the part that I just said, they keep watchful eyes on us, and 
Um, like you won't believe half the things I see inside my head. Like you just have to read it to be like, oh my gosh, that is them. Like that is them. That them is that. Like yes, that just fits so well. And you just like if you know, you know, and you should know. Everyone and their dog is reading this book, so you should read it too because it lives up to the hype. Um, you can find it on your Kindle. It's like literally cannot be found anywhere these days. I think it was like self-published, quote, quote, and then it got picked up maybe. It was out of print and now it's like being redistributed. But like I cannot find a version of this book anywhere. I ordered it on Amazon and it won't come in until like mid-August. So yeah. We'll see when that comes, but you should definitely read this book. It's so good. And that's all I have to say about that one. The next song is my favorite ball track, Castles Crumbling. This instantly brought to mind the Throne of Glass series. A lot of people have been saying that they think of Aelin with this song, which I don't deny. I think she pairs this with this song well. But I don't think she fits it as well as Dorian fits with his storyline because the song starts out with, once I had an empire in a golden age, I was held up so high, I used to be great, which that is, I feel like that part, like that's Aelin's part because she was this princess and this like, you know, and she has this like golden hair or whatever. Um, and she just, her kingdom fell because not from her doing, but from another kingdom's doing. And so that's like the only part I kind of relate Aelin with, but then the rest of this is Dorian's. And then it also says in the song, um, they used to cheer when they saw my face. Now I fear I have fallen from grace and I feel like my castle's crumbling down and I watched all my bridges burn to the ground you don't want to know me now. I would just let you down. And this, by the way, is spoilers for Throne of Glass because Dorian is the prince of like a great empire but his that his father has built. And he's built off the backs of other fallen kingdoms that he helped like destroy. And his father is evil and has like, you know, just ruined a lot of other kingdoms and caused the downfall of a lot and then after the king's downfall Dorian's castle like his home is literally crumbled like his castle literally gets destroyed and now Dorian is alone trying to figure out what to do with his kingdom that's been like in under this darkness for so long and his people have basically like zero faith in him because he just kind of was like the party prince and now he has to grow up and face the reality of his father's mistakes and try to help his kingdom in any way that he can and also help the kingdoms this like other great war that's going on that he has to help fight in in order for his kingdom to prosper again it says in the song, my foes and friends watched my reign end. I don't know how it could have ended this way. Smoke billows from my ships in the harbor. People look at me like I'm a monster. 
And that part is, like, if you've read the books, you know that when Dorian, he his father, like, puts that um, ring on his finger that makes, like, the Valg prince enter his body. And, man, if you haven't read this book, what I'm saying to you is so weird. Um, but he's, like, trapped in his own body by this monster that's kind of just, like, making his decisions for him and kind of shoving his his self in the corner um and now he's like this monster he feels like he didn't do these heinous acts that this monster did but like he still kind of did them because it was his hands and his body and he didn't do much to fight the demon at the end and also, like, when the demon is gone from him, I guess the Valg Prince. I say demon because that's easier to understand. But the Valg Prince, when he is out of his body, Dorian gets these powers. And now he's, like, you know, he has this raw power. And he kind of feels like after magic has been banned for so long, he's afraid. Anyways, so then it says... Now they're screaming at the palace front gates. Used to chant my name. Now they're screaming that they hate me. I never wanted you to hate me. And all Dorian wants, all he wants, is to be a good king for his kingdom and not repeat the mistakes that his father made before him. And But it's hard when his kingdom is shattered and when he has to help Aelin fight like this greater evil. And he has to kind of put his kingdom on the back burner so that his kingdom can flourish in the long run and yeah it just is so good and I love I love this song I love Dorian I love Throne of Glass it just all fits perfectly like a little puzzle piece the next song is Foolish One and I immediately thought of Laura Jean from To All the Boys I Loved Before and Belly from The Summer I Turned Pretty both by Jenny Han. This song is saying just is saying like just because he gave you eye contact doesn't mean he loves you. Like stop expecting so much. Keep your head out of the clouds. The chorus um the chorus goes and the voices say you are not the exception. You will never learn your lesson. Foolish one, stop checking your mailbox for confessions of love that ain't never gonna come. You will take the long way. You will take the long way down. It's for those like hopeless romantics who daydreams and think they that things mean more than they actually do. I am the foolish one. I am she. She is me. This is another song I can add to songs written about me. But this other part of the song really like encapsulates why it made me think of these two characters it says now i'm sliding down the wall with my head in my hand saying how could i not see the signs oh you haven't written me or called but goodbye screaming in the silence and the voices in my head are telling me why because you got her on your arm and me on the wings i'll get your longing glances but she'll get your ring and you will say you had the best of intentions. And maybe I will finally learn my lesson. And when Laura Jean is writing these letters to like these boys that she loved to try to get over them, 
she just kind of imagining in her head like what it could have been and especially with one of the boys who started dating her sister she just like has a huge crush on him but he's dating her older sister so she can't be with him but every little thing that he does she's like oh like does he actually want me does he like me does he like me too and all that stuff and then also with belly and conrad because belly thinks everything conrad does is him actually being secretly in love with her which is just like not true like boys are just kind of clueless and conrad is clueless but belly belly just thinks too much about it and she's like actually ignoring the signs of jeremiah who actually does like her and conrad is just kind of like willy-nilly like yes i like you no i don't yes i like you no i don't and she's just kind of hanging on those words of yes i like you but no i don't like she just is hanging on them and i just that just fits perfectly i love belly and laura jean like we are all the same person i am one of those people who just constantly daydreams and i used to make up these scenarios in my head all the time when i was younger still kind of do make scenarios up in my head but yeah anyway the next the last but not least next song that didn't make sense on the vault tracks is timeless this song will bring a tear to the eye and it's a song about how in every life any timeline a couple would find each other and still be in love that their love is endless and timeless that they'll find each other through the thick and the thin this made me think of lovely war by julie berry and the invisible life of addie larue by v.e schwab addie larue is a book where she made a deal with a devil like character and she can live forever but no one will recognize her or remember meeting her and this being that she made a deal that she wants to be like alive forever the person the being kind of like devil like dark person who made the deal with her he wants to be with her but she's not willing to accept her death yet like the bargain is only broken when she is like yes i've lived long enough i'm done then she kind of quote unquote belongs to him but like he gets her soul so like she sold her soul to the devil to live forever and not age but her curse is that no one remembers her um and so she just kind of lives through like hundreds of years without aging just kind of like traveling from around the world and then um one day she meets somebody who remembers her and that kind of like trips her world up and the song says down the block there's an antique shop and something in my head said stop so i walked in on the counter was a cardboard box and the sign said photos 25 cents each Black and white saw a 30s bride and school lovers laughing on the porch of their first house. A kind of love that you only find once in a lifetime. The kind that you don't put down. And that's when I called you and it's so hard to explain, but in these photos I saw us instead. And somehow I know that you and I would have found each other in another life. You would have still turned my head. 
even if we'd met. And then the next part of the song reminds me of Lovely War, where Aphrodite is telling a story about two different couples in World Wars One and Two who had time against them, but they still fell in love and wanted to be together. It says, on a crowded street in 1944, and you were headed off to fight in the war, you still would have been mine. We would have been timeless. I would have read your love letters every single night and prayed to God you'd be coming home all right. And you would have been fine because we would have been timeless because I believe that we were supposed to find this. So even in a different life, you still would have been mine. We would have been timeless. And it just fits so well with these two books because they're both like very heart-wrenching and this song and it just makes you believe in like love it just makes you believe in love like it just makes you believe that it's timeless and you know I feel like once you're in love you always think like oh even if like you know it was a thousand years ago like we would still find each other and fall in love kind of that soulmatey love that people always dream about and write about in stories and it just like foolish one kind of knocks you with reality and then this song timeless kind of puts you right back up into the clouds so I think it's funny that they're like next to each other on the track list and like you know foolish one really humbles you but then timeless I mean, that just, like, sends you straight back up. So, yeah. But that is it with the Vault Track songs. I love making episodes like these. I think it's so fun to just kind of correlate, like, my favorite books and with my favorite songs. And I love how each one of them seems to fit so perfectly. I feel like when Taylor Swift, well, when any artist, like, writes a song and I can correlate it with a book it like makes it more personal to me and I really appreciate that because the more escapism that I can participate in the better and we love that so yeah thank you all for listening to this episode and I hope you guys listened to Taylor's version speak now speak now um the vault track songs help you listen to red taylor's version fearless taylor's version hopefully there's been some easter eggs that will be getting 1989 next or possibly reputation next i think we're getting 1989 taylor's version next and then reputation but we'll see how the how the wheels turn hopefully it won't be too long because i love it when a taylor's version album comes out and hearing these songs for the first time again is just just so good so great i love it okay well thank you all for listening and coming to my library i will talk to you guys next week bye